What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Toronto Maple Leafs? I hope you guys are ready for this one. This is the last Leaf edition of the regular season. I'm joined via technology with Bob Walker, the man, my bro from Leafsville. We go back and we go back episode one all those weeks ago, I believe 18 weeks ago, and recap all of our hot takes, all of our predictions, and everything we said before the season started. As you can hear, the studios are ambitious with Leaf fans ready to roll over the Montreal Canadiens. Let's do this. All right. With that being said, we've got more coming on the network, so we'll have a lot going on. Um, Jay's edition coming up in a couple of days, as well as two nothing but uh, nothing but misses with Melky and Ba going over the NBA playoffs. With that being said, hope you guys are enjoying. We're going to have hopefully a milk and cookies coming soon, and then maybe even another flagship. We'll see you soon. Before we get you into the episode, just a word on behalf of our sponsors. Guys, lady, please check out SmoothMyBalls.com. Use promo code NA30 and save 15% on your order. I know what you're thinking. COVID, you're not hooking up, you're not swiping left or right, whatever one it is, and not hooking up as much. You got a little bit of that COVID bush. I get it. It's all good. But don't worry. That vaccine is coming. This vaccine for your pubes is going to help you out. Check out SmoothMyBalls.com. Use promo code NA30. They got great products. You got the Hedge Trimmers 1.0. They've got the Sack Mat, which helps you. If you got big old balls like me and they dangle and you've been clipping them. I've actually clipped my sack before. It hurts a whole bunch and takes at least seven days to heal. Get the Sack Mat. It gives you a place to stand, geometrically correct, so your balls hang in the perfect angle to shave them nuts. Come on now. I'm doing it because I love you. If you like that, you're going to love the Pube Muncher. And I'll tell you this. The Pube Muncher does more than just eat your pubes. It cleans your sink. It cleans your countertop. It cleans your floor. It's like a little vacuum robot that sucks up them pubes and munches them down. (laughs) With that being said... Promo code NA30, easy to remember. Let's do this. Let's get your balls right for post-COVID. What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Toronto Maple Police? Your first place Toronto Maple Police. I'm Anthony Alhefe, recording live and direct with my bro from Leapsville, Mr. Ball Walker. What's up, baby? What's up, buddy? Like always, glad to be here on a beautiful Ontario day. Let's go. Let's go. Um, My throat is feeling a little weird, so if you don't mind just doing some running commentary. Yeah, like usual now, we've got one shot going down the gullet. Oh, bait pen, I'm sorry. Now a shot. Yeah, hold it in. There's the face of pleasure. Okay, second shot. <laughs> Third shot, blow out the smoke. Classic. Four. Do you actually have more? <laughs> oh my god, we've got a fifth in the leaf. <laughs> LFA, you are going to be fucked. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> oh and I, uh, I cracked out the Cavassier. I, I just had a, little, a, a couple little bits left. Um, because this is a little bit of a celebration, bitches. Woo. Oh, is it hitting you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Double down on that. Right. <laughs> um, this is a celebration. We made it to the end of the season in first place, gave up first for just one week to the rascals of Montreal Canadians. Ball. I feel good about this season. Yeah. Uh, great season. What we wanted pretty much finish first and stay first the entire time. And uh, we've said it on multiple episodes. There is a confidence that we have with this team that I haven't had before. I mean, I'm nervous as shit going in the playoffs as a Leaf fan. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. But I am also fired up. I'm confident. I think the boys are going to do it. We got enough veteran presence. Let's go. Let's go, baby. So for this pod, we're not going to recap the whole season. We're going to recap our hot takes, our predictions that we did all the way on episode one of Leaf Edition. Um, All those weeks back. 18 weeks ago, we made some bold predictions, some hot cakes, 
Hot cakes, not cakes. <laughs> Johnny cakes? Oh my god, I'm already fucked up. Okay. Yeah, five. <laughs> you did five. Yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> let's get into it, Bob. Uh, first of all, let, let's just—I mean, we can both agree that this has been a wildly successful season for the Leafs. Um, you know, first in the North all season, as well as um, glimpses of first in the league for I, I think the whole month of April. Or was it May? No, um, I think it was a whole month of April. April, yeah. March, yeah, they hit, they hit the wall in March, but the whole month of April, first in the league, beautiful thing. Give me, give me kind of a, your summary of the regular season. Yeah, just great. I love that this North Division, which was supposed to be the easiest division, but uh, I don't see people talking about like Vegas, Colorado running, just train in the West all the time. So it really wasn't. I'm super happy with the season. Leafs did amazing individual successes matthews marner uh justin bobby or hall i mean soup jack campbell like these guys came the out gentlemen yep. yeah jason spezza who i didn't even know growing up was going to be my father my favorite leaf of all time um but that's been settled so I- i've been fired up it's been consistent all year there's been a few times where we've had kind of down lower episodes but we were in first just losing a couple of games and guys not really there but i mean there's been, what, two, three teams max all season that have truly been, I would say, better than us, maybe the better team, but we're right up there. Right it, up there. You're, you're completely right. The, we had a couple skids this season where, you know, we were winless in five. It happened twice. I think there's two skids that really affected the Leafs overall. Uh, winless in, They had a winless in five and maybe a win, uh, two winless in five streaks. But for the most part, this team was rolling. They played a complicated way of hockey, which – Helped them most of the season, hindered yeah. them most, uh, hindered them parts of the season. But really, you could see this team stood by some of the things that they put in place at the beginning of the year, which was we want to be a hard team to play against. When you look at a lot of contending teams, they have four strong lines. It could be argued that the Leafs have six strong lines. When you look at guys like Galchenyuk, uh, Brooks, who is fighting to get into the lineup, Engvall, who's hot and cold, hot and cold. Oh, man. Um, Lately, though, amazing Engvall. Yeah, Engvall is definitely turning it on, and he, I think I think when he got he got sad a couple of games ago, it really registered with him that I don't own the spot. And you said it all the way on, on episode one this season, Leaf Edition twenty twenty one number one. Boss said it, and I recorded it because I thought it was really good. It was the fact that you said this isn't the old Leaf team where you're just given a spot, Mister Jason Blake. You know, like you're given a spot to just have a spot. You earned these spots. Engvall looked like he was losing his spot. They took him out of the lineup. The Leafs won that game, and Engvall said, fuck, I need to get my, my ass in gear. And I think so far he's done that. It looks like he's playing heavier, which is a, a term I don't believe in, but it looks like he's playing with a little bit more weight, size to him. And a guy who stands like seven foot five, whatever he is, he's like six, six foot four, or whatever it is, he's playing like that, and that's great news. So... Yeah, congratulations to you, Bob, for having a great point early in the season. Yeah, this this ball guy sounds fantastic. So kudos to him. Um, yeah, I like him. Ever since Barabanov was traded, you know, Engvall's kind of picked it up, and, and you're right, and Ba's right that you know no uh, place on this team is taken for granted. Case in point, we just heard that Kerfoot is probably going to be on the wing. I mean, this guy might not even play center. So um, it's just a complete, um, you know, what is that a carousel? Going around yep. like just uh, everybody's finding spots. Uh, Big Joe, he's down on the fourth line, and I was really hoping he wasn't going to have an issue with it. And he seems to be on board because he knows what it takes to win the cup. So it's been great. I, you know, I, I like I like the team. Excuse me for one second. Gotta get that white oh, yeah. claw system too. No, yeah. Just, Why not? Uh, I mean, everything else is in there. <laughs> um, got, got, there's nobody, you know, tossing up, freaking out about not being. The number three center, their guys guys are happy to be in the lineup because they understand what's going on here. And okay, fine, I gotta play left wing on the fourth line. I'm gonna get like eight minutes this whole game. Put me in because I'll take those eight minutes over watching watching the stands in an empty arena. So I, I like I like the camaraderie. I like I like everything that's going on with this team. And Jumbo Joe, you know, there's talks when Marlo became a Leaf three or four seasons ago, four seasons ago, I guess. Congrats to Marlo. Yeah. Yes, uh, on a huge milestone, passing Gordie Howe for most play, games played. Um, I think it's. I think it's. I think Joe was a the guy they need. I think Baby Marlowe at the time they needed in that first season. 
but Jumbo Joe seems to have given this team the, I don't want to say swagger, but the confidence behind the swagger. And he, you know, it took him all season, but he's finally figured out this role that he's a guy that he's going to get under some people's skin. You saw it in the Vancouver series against Edler. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. going to get under people's skin and he's going to make sure that his presence is felt. And this is his probably most likely his last shot at a cup. And he's doing everything in his power. And I love that. Bob, I, do you, if you have anything to touch on, I want to get into some of these hot takes because we know how this season ended for the Leafs in first 77 points, 35 wins, 14 losses, seven overtime losses. I mean, 77 points is pretty impressive on this shortened season. Um, but I want to get into some hot takes if you're cool with that. Let's do it, baby. All right. So hot take number one. Early in the podcast, I said I saw Winnipeg finishing third or fourth in the north. They finished fourth or third in the north. I feel very proud of that prediction, which is kind of <laughs> hilarious because when we decide when we when we put our how we thought the north would finish out, I actually had Winnipeg in six. So I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I probably did a couple shots. Um, let's go over where we thought the north would finish. Now, full dis- full disclosure. Because of Vancouver's COVID outbreak, they still have two more games to play. If they win both those games, they will finish in sixth place, pushing Ottawa down to seventh, uh, which I believe that Ottawa will finish in seventh. Um, so just that's a full disclaimer on that. The actual breakdown finishes like this. Leafs, Oilers, Jets, Canadians, Flames, and then Sens slash Canucks, whatever way you want to put those last guys. Uh, Bob, you had... Leafs, Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Vancouver, Montreal, Ottawa. Not bad. You got the first and last correct, which was, it was kind of like this all season anyways. I had Leafs, Edmonton, which are my, my two of three, right? Leafs, Edmonton, Vancouver, Calgary, Montreal, Winnipeg, Ottawa. Um, you know, Winnipeg was much better than I thought they were going to be this year, but still not great. Yeah, um... You know, you kind of always knew with Hellebuck and Paul Maurice as a coach and Shifley, players like that, Winnipeg always has a chance. The two things with my list, even though pretty close, is, man, Calgary. I thought with Jacob Markstrom, you know, even though I can't stand him, Matthew Kachuk, but he's, you know, Darcy Tucker, you love him on your team. Uh, I always like Sean Monahan. I, I really thought they were going to be good. And even when they fired their coach and brought in the old farm boy, that they were still going to turn it around. They were going to do okay. They won those first two games with him as a coach. Um, but the wheels just completely fell off. So I'm actually still surprised about Calgary. And then I didn't realize how shitty Vancouver actually was. Obviously my bias towards Montreal and Ottawa, hating them took over. And I, I think I said that in the episode, but, uh, yeah, I still don't think Montreal is that great, even though I, I am a bit nervous, but you know, Vancouver, what can you say? They're supposed to be the second coming, the Leafs of the West. You know, it, it, Vancouver disappointed me, but this is—I think this goes a long way. Vancouver has young talent, good young talent, but the right. Vancouver really reminds me of the like 2010 era Leafs, where they had some young guys like Jake Gardner to be excited about, Morgan Riley, like young these young guys, Nazem Kadri, all these guys who were coming out of the draft. Hey, you got some nice building pieces. And then you just got to fill in the blanks with, with really decent veterans. But they couldn't get anything going. And I don't blame Travis Green in Vancouver. I, don't, I just don't know what's going on with that team. I think there's, there's too much free range and there's not enough restri- – I don't know. I don't know what the, the answer is. Of course, you got stricken uh, strict by COVID. That's never a great thing. Um, you know, you, you, um, who was who the guy that kind of spoke out and, you know, really says like – Miller. Miller. Miller, that's right. Thank you. Yeah, JT Miller was like, "Hey, like, like I, I was really in a bad spot. I was really, really in a bad spot. I can't believe they're, they're asking us to play on this quick of a turnaround." Um, but that's what happens when you're dealing with this a very tight schedule of a multi-billion-dollar league. You, you need to, you need to have this short turnaround. You can't give these guys the time. I feel bad for them, but also, they, whatever. They're Vancouver. Yeah. They, they were never in. in a, they're never contending. No. Um- First off, I kind of agree actually with your 2009, 2010, like Phil Kessel, truculent leaf comparison. Um, the only difference is I think Demko could actually be a legit goaltender. Like that guy's really, really good. And I feel like their defense is a bit overall better, but great comparison. And then secondly, 
worst fucking fans in the league, Vancouver. Bar none. Bar none. Well, you know, I don't like <laughs> Vancouver fans, but they're not the worst. I, we all know that I feel Wiener Peg has the worst fans in the league. They're second for sure. Um, we talked about who could be the, the least biggest rivals this season. Uh, I wrote down Edmonton, Montreal was probably going to be Toronto's biggest rival. The McDavid Matthews, of course. And then Montreal is always there. Uh, you said Montreal, Calgary. Um, I think, to be honest, overall, the whole division was the biggest rival. When, when you're in first, there's only one place to go. And I think every team played their absolute best against the Leafs. And I think you created six new rivalries with the Leafs because I think the bad taste of this season and those other teams' mouths is going to run for, for a decade. For a decade, they're going to be like, remember that one year in 2021, the, the COVID year where you guys ran rough shot? Yeah. You hate it? You hate us because you ain't us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty bad selections on my choice, Calgary and Montreal. I mean, I guess Montreal kind of because we're going to meet them in the playoffs. But Calgary, I was way off. Edmonton, I always liked them. But Darnell Nurse really took a step this year. So their defense was better than I thought. And Barry uh, meshed really well with their team. Tippett's a great coach. And then, of course, like everybody's talking about, Mike Smith. I mean, that guy is so... He's like the Ryan Fitzpatrick of the NHL, man. He'll have one bad year, one amazing year, one bad year. And this happens to be one of Mike Smith's really good years. So that's a dangerous combo. But, uh, yeah, I, I really thought Calgary, but they fucked up. I, I think without COVID, Vancouver probably would have uh, finished higher than Calgary with this gong show. I think you're right. I think you're exactly right. At the end of the day, what happened to Vancouver, you never want to see that happen. Um but, I mean, why couldn't it happen to a team like Ottawa, who seemed to be the Achilles heel of, uh, oh. Achilles heel of the Toronto Maple Leafs? I, and I don't, know, I, don't, I, I don't know if it's the Battle of Ontario. I don't know if it's – I don't know what it is about Ottawa and Toronto, but Toronto just doesn't give a fuck and can't play against Ottawa in a, in a, in a fashion that really gets it. And, you, you know, you see the tie-ins with the Leafs, you know, DJ Smith, former uh, assistant with the Leafs, may you know maybe he knows inside information, like just know how to play these players differently, or maybe he just runs a really tight ship. I don't know what it is. And yes, they have a lot of good young talent, but you know we we have some fans in the group chat. You guys need to chill out because you finished last. Yes, you have a whole bunch of young talent, but bitch, we were here in 2016. We know what's up. You don't know what's coming. We already know what's happened, okay? You, you think you guys are gearing up to have this incredible team. You're already paying your goalie who you don't play way too much money. You will, you will have cap issues, and you, they, half this team won't be on this team in five years. So good luck. Yeah, the uh, the recent stroke off session for Ottawa with the like young guys and the kids outside the fence for Stutzel with the celebrating the hat trick and all this other bullshit going on the hockey news saying it's like the new young team to come. It's like give me a fucking break. I'm sorry, Ottawa. You're just never going to be fucking relevant. I that's <laughs> yeah. such an ignorant comment by me, but I really don't care because it's just the truth. I mean, you guys went to the finals and all that, and it's still where you are right now. Um, so besides your coach and Brown Cow, Connor Brown, I yeah, I hope your team finishes last every time. I mean, it pisses me off that Connor Brown scores every single game against the Leafs, but you knew that. I mean, we're the meme team. Yeah. Say what you will about yeah. the Leafs, and, but, but when meme shit happens to us, it happens to us all the time. That's who we are. So yeah. I like those two guys. Otherwise, that team, like Brady Kachuk, most punchable face in the league. I mean, he looks like a Neanderthal. Like, it's just Dude, a he, stone. You know those, like, statues on Easter Island? Like, that's what his face uh, looks like. You know, it, it took me a while, but I was like, where have I seen this goof before? And it <laughs> didn't register until you just said you, what you just said. And then I was like, oh, dude, I mean, you might not remember because you're a little bit younger than I am, but he's a fucking goonie. Like, he's a goonie. Yeah. He, that's what he looks like. And listen, I might be dating myself saying that. It's, it's not a relevant re- reference. I understand that. But dude looks like a fucking goonie. Missing half a chromosome. It all, it's all good. Whatever it is, it is. Or maybe he has, well, he has half <laughs> an extra chromosome. I, don't, I can't remember what, what it is. But the, very the dude definitely, yeah, very goonie. He, he's a goonie. Anyways, 
Um, I, I predicted in, in episode one that the Leafs were going to own Ottawa 8-1. to one. I couldn't be more wrong. How, how did the season series go into Ottawa? You said it before, and, and you know what? As much as I hate on Ottawa just because, I mean, that was the playoff series growing up. I mean, where we just don't, they would dominate us in the regular season. Then we'd just kick their ass in the playoffs. Like I hated them more than Montreal, but you know, here's the thing with teams like that. They're always going to play their best against their rival and a team that everybody's saying is better because as much as I can't stand them, they're still NHLers. There are guys on the, mm-hmm. their te- uh, team. If they came to the Leafs, obviously I would want them obviously. So they're still going to play and the Leafs, the Leafs play to their competition all the time. That is oh, one years. of our issues over the years, exactly, is we play to our competition. When we were, like, really shitty, like Jason Blake and all that stuff, there were times where we would still go out and we would kick all the good teams' asses, and you'd be like, what is that? Like, we're going for a draft pick. Like, where did, how did a 4 nothing win against this team? And then we play another bottom team and we get wiped. So it's just yeah. what the Leafs do. I mean, what can you say? Ottawa's always going to play hard against us, and I would think – in 20 years, if Ottawa's the good team and we're the bad team, that it's going to be the same thing. Yeah. Uh, moving on, <coughs> we we said in episode one, the question came up: Can this team make trades? We both said no. We're like, oh, we're going to have to move Kerfoot. Blah blah blah. There's no money. This team made it happen. And if Dubis doesn't get at least a nod for GM or builder or whatever, like whatever award goes to the GM. If he doesn't get at least a nod because the fact he picked up Felino for a first, which, you know, only the future will tell if it, it made any sense. But right now it makes sense. Felino is a great for leadership, tough. He's a, he's a really solid NHLer and he's going to be playing on our third, maybe fourth line. I mean, come on now. Like you, you mentioned before, Kerfoot possibly playing the wing. I think this team is going to be so lethal. Now, th- let me let me word this carefully. Not that they are the team that was in the uh, 2006 uh, Olympics, the Canadian team that just destroyed every team. I'm not saying that that's what they are, but they will remind me of that team. Is that 2006 when they beat Sweden, or was that? No, 2000? we lost in Torino in 06. It was shitty. That's right. That's right. Salt, yeah, Torino Salt was Lake in 02, and then we did Vancouver 2010. We killed it and Sochi. What was the one after that that we won? The 2010 Vancouver. No, we won after that. Uh, Sochi. So that was 2014. No, Sochi just happened like 2018. Oh, then I missed. Oh, that was it. Korea, Japan, I don't know. Yeah, anyways, whatever. That, that think, year that yeah, they won. Yeah, yeah. That that year, that team, every time they came over the board, they destroyed, they won every shift. They, you know, they never they never were losing at any point of this. Now I'm not saying the least are gonna be that good. I'm just saying every, they had all these professionals. They had all these professionals rolling through. And I think and I think that's what the Leafs are now. I think the Leafs have all these guys who are just pros at what they do. That every time they go over the boards, they're going to get the job done. And I think come playoffs time, all this, this, everybody on this team realized what's in front of them. The front, front office said, this team has played so good this season, we're going all in. Push the chips in. Let's go, baby. And because they said that, I think the Leafs are going to respond very well, all professional this, this way forward. They, they picked up Felino. They picked up Riddick, who, you know, whatever you, what you want to say about Riddick, who, I don't care. Big save, Dave. One one and one as a leaf, worth a pickup because they gave away like a fourth for him or some bullshit. Were you okay with Hutchinson? If not, no, no, exactly. And and the stats are identical except one guy catches left, one guy catches right. But I feel better with Big Save Dave over Michael Hutchinson. Uh, yeah, I completely agree with you there. Everything you said, I pretty much on point. I mean. These uh, trades, Bellino and all these guys, are the perfect rentals because we're not hedging the future on them. I mean, if we don't win the cup, these trades are not what's going to screw us in the future. So it was totally worth it. Bellino's almost the perfect rental right now. Dubas has been on fire. And, I mean, we're only fans, so we can make assumptions. But I think that this team, like you said, has meshed so well, their heads are dialed in. Like they know what's at stake. We have enough veterans here to go. Okay. You're right. It's time. And, and I'll tell you this, the Hutton deal 
it's kind of and, and Riley as well. These guys fly under the radar because we haven't really seen them play too much. I think uh, I think Hudson's only had two games uh, for the Leafs. I'm if, if McDermott if Dermot gets picked up in the Seattle draft, I could see Hudson resigning with the Leafs. And then on, on top of that, I really like uh, the Riley Nash pickup. I think that's a nice pickup. And we'll see what because he, he's playing. He's playing in the playoffs. They got him for the playoffs. Someone's sitting, or maybe that's why uh, Kerfoot's going to be playing the wing. But Riley's playing, and he's another big body, hard to move around, good centerman. I'm on board. I love all the – we ate so much dick on this this prediction that I'm okay with it. I'm actually like, just come to my face. Just come to my face. It's fine. I'm okay <laughs> because I'll eat crow on this prediction. Yeah, like I, I probably said before, I'm so glad that I'll eat crow on this. I mean, we just stated they're the perfect rentals. We didn't hedge the future. I mean, uh, what more can you say? Like we're loaded. You need this depth. You need this depth for the playoffs, especially with such a, a short schedule like this year and the turnaround and all that. Like injuries are pretty prevalent, and we've already seen in the playoff games that happened there. It's going to be fast paced, physical. So we need this, and I can't wait to see Riley Nash as well. And and how about uh, um, Washington? Was Washington the goalie that went down? Yeah. Uh, like the first first game. Like I mean, goaltending, you're going to need it. They have they have it in folds, you know. Campbell getting the start. Anderson, I mean, didn't look great in any, in no. any of his starts. No, but, didn't. you know, I, how many times have we watched this guy? We all know he's a slow starter. He needs those games to get going. But I'll tell you what, if, if Campbell gets shelled and there's a possibility he gets shelled, I think Anderson's going to go in there with a fucking red cape on his back and save the day. Yeah, I mean, I've liked Campbell. He's been amazing this season, and I've already said on this pod in an episode before that Freddie was going to be our guy, and if we were going to do stuff in the playoffs, it was going to come down to Freddie being our goaltender. I'm so glad Campbell's getting the start. I mean, the guy's proven himself, and you know what? I wanted Freddie to come back, but he hasn't played great, and I'm not doubting the goaltender Freddie is because he is a good starter goaltender, but we haven't won a playoff round with him. So you know what? Change it up a bit. Maybe if Campbell plays well, like if Campbell plays lights out in this Montreal series, then let's go like ride that. That's hot. it. Because That's everybody, it. including myself, said that he's like an amazing backup. And I don't think a starter. Well, you know, there's been um, I forget his name, like Niemi. And there's been goaltenders throughout the years that go on these magical one year, two year runs. Like, why not Campbell with us this year? That's it. And I, I love it. And I think I'm 100 percent behind you on that one. I, you know, I'm so behind you. I'm kissing the back of your neck right now. Like I'm telling you, <laughs> I Campbell's playing really well. The only thing gets me with Campbell, two things get me with Campbell. One, this guy bites on everything. He bites on every, like this guy, I find he's out of position more often than not. So that really gets me. The fact that, you know, he'll play a puck, maybe a little too close to comfort. Like he'll, he, he's eager to leave his crease. He reminds me of like John Casey back in the nineties and two, early two thousands. Who, who would like just leave his crease, play the puck, and then get scored like, open net. Like he'll play the puck right, anyways, whatever. Then the other thing that throws me with Campbell is his mental state. The guy just, you know, beats himself up, and you can say whatever you want about it. He's a great guy. He, we, we all know, we've all heard stories about what a nice guy he is. But nice guys finish last for a reason. I need a fucking asshole. I need a guy who's going to go in there and be like, like Ed Balfour, do a fucking rail of coke, bang a hooker, and then win a game. Get a shutout. Like, that's what I need. I need Ed Balfour to, to harvest what Jack Campbell has. Yeah, I, I love Eddie, so great uh, shout. But you know what? For he, He's a vet and all that, but, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, Campbell's still a young guy, and... and for an NHL goaltender, which is a pretty good life, he's had a really hard road uh, the last few years. So you know what? I think this organization, the biggest organization with the most money behind the scenes, I think is the place where a guy can build that mental fortitude. And although I, I wish he was, you know, he did have that angry bone, um, I think that he's a leader in his own right because of how much the boys love him and how nice he is because they all want to die for him. All yeah. the guys love him, and uh, and you know he, he's not maybe a vocal leader, but it's just that presence where you're like, and you have those buddies, and you're like, okay, man, we're gonna do it for him, like let's go. And I completely agree with you, man. He he's always, uh, not always, but he's out of position a lot. He likes to play the pucks, and he likes to be dangerous. But a lot of the really good goaltenders who make the unreal Sports Center type saves are those type of goaltenders who 
I used to do it in, in mini sticks and ball hockey, man. You get a little bit out of position to try and make that dramatic save, that highlight yeah. reel that just turns the crowd buck wild. And Campbell can make those kind of saves because he is like that. And he is acrobatic. So he can, he can make up for when he's a bit out of position. If the timing's right. He, he really reminds me of Felix Poffin, you know, oh. uh, kind of stack the pads kind of, you know, reflex kind of guy. And I, and I love that about him. Jackie, gentleman, Jackie, win us a series baby win us a series you'll never go hungry again all right let's get it let's get it back let's get back into the, uh, some of our hot takes we talked about team records so Bob, you had the leafs finishing with 33 wins 18 losses five ties for a total of 71 points i had 38 wins 15 losses 13 overtime losses for 79 points the hey, Leafs finished hey, with 77 hey. points. Hey, hey, not bad, El Jefe. I was going to say, buddy. I hey, said I'm not doing this professionally, so let's go. Listen, I'll never work for Sportsnet, but TSN, you need somebody, let me know. I can't wait to see how you did with your other predictions, but a good start. <laughs> a good start. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, so, yeah, so again, Leafs with 35 wins. You said 33, I said 38. 14 losses. I said 15. You said 18. And the real difference maker here, seven overtime losses. You said five. I said three. We're both really close on this. The fact that we nailed this before the season is incredible. I mean, you nailed it. You nailed it. Okay. Moving on. Sorry about that. Uh, Goals. We talked about goals because, I mean, obviously with a sniper that we have in our lineup, we wanted to know how many goals Matthew is going to have. Now, there was one point where 50 and 50 was a thing, and I was no prouder. Ear-to-ear grinned. Mr. Matthews finished the season with 41 goals. You said 40. I said 50. I'm going to say Price is Right rules, but we both win in this one, baby. Rocket Richard winning. Rocket Richard winning. First Leaf ever to win the Rocket Richard trophy. That this is the craziest thing about this team, and and it's something I, <laughs> I think about when I'm just by myself sometimes as a Leaf fan. When we all have those sports thoughts, is that we are not a team that gets hardware throughout the years, like individual hardware, totally, well, and and team hardware. Fuck it, who are we kidding? So the fact that we have a chance for some of the greatest players potentially for our over a hundred year uh, team, hundred year old team, is crazy. That in our lifetime, it's happening. Like Matthews. If he stays healthy and the way that he played this season and the offseason he had, the work he put in, I mean, lights out. Lights yeah. out. You, you are exactly right. And then as well as, like, um, like I, I was curious. I was like, when's the last time the Leafs have had a goal, a goal scorer, the caliber of Matthews, to actually kind of own the league? Do, do you know this? Do you know the answer to this before I say it? No, like I'm, I'm was gonna say something probably ridiculous, like Keon or Sittler, but it's probably going back to the 30s or 40s or 20s. What is it? You know, it's not that bad. It's the early 80s. Rick Vive, uh, last yeah, last Vive. Leaf to lead, yeah, to lead the league. And you know what? I I don't even think Rick Vive gets the respect he deserves in Leafland because I really think if you go back, it's kind of amazing because it's not like he had great teams to play with. So the fact that he got he led the league at one point as a Leaf is pretty a uh, pretty much a big deal, especially you know the '90s with Clark and Gilmore, Andrew Chuck. You know they, they had guys who were scoring goals, and then even later on with guys like McGillney, who was probably a little bit past his prime. But Phil like, Castle, like none of these guys really led the league. So is it amazing? Yes. Is it a milestone for Leaf fans to be happy about? Yes. Is it a cup? No. Will it be a cup? Maybe. Let's do this, baby. Let's go. Let's go. And just a quick shout out. Fuck Harold Baller. We're speaking about Rick Vive. That guy completely ruined it. And the reason that Rick Vive isn't as big with the Leafs is because he was away from the team for years, team for years, because of a disagreement. And we finally brought him back a couple of years back. But you talk to any old head Leaf fan, they all love Rick Vive, Dave Keon. Same, yeah, same goes to Dave Keon, who is my dad's favorite. My dad's favorite um, player too, Sittler and Keon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, same same with my dad. Um, okay, so the next ca- the next hot take category, bold predictions, was points. Um, I'm going to start with yours because yours are actually very impressive because not only did you nail the top four Leaf point getters, but you're actually pretty close with them. Did you go over these numbers by any chance? Yeah, I've got the note open right here. Okay, so 
you you said in in in, the, in from last I'm gonna say fourth to first. You said Nylander, Tavares, Marner, Matthews, which is correct. Yep. Yes, sir. Yep. So on top of that, which which I'm most impressed by, you said Nylander is going to go 25 goals, 25 assists for a total of 50 points. He had 17, point, 17 goals, 25 assists, so he nailed that one for 42 points. Only eight points off, which is, I mean, pretty impressive. You said Tavares, uh, 27 goals, 33 points for 66 points in total sorry 33 assists for and 60 points in total you said 1931 for a total of 50 points is what he got so again assists are right there you're, you're off by two on that one really really close marner you said 20 goals 40 assists for 65 points you got 20 goals right he got 67 assists so yeah so like way more can you imagine like we did, we're not even talking about Marner. We haven't even brought his name up this episode yet. He led, he led the Leafs again in points. Uh, and then Matthews, you said 40 goals, 30 assists for 70 points. So close. 41 goals, 25 assists for 67 Ooh. points. So close. Oh, oh, oh. Now, awesome. and, yeah, I mean, so close. Um, and really, like, I mean, come on. I said, I said Marner was going to lead the Leafs in points, which he did. With a total, you know what? I think I just realized I botched on his assist. Um, let me just do some quick math. 40, he, he actually got 47 assists, not 67. He total of 67 points. Okay. Um, yeah, so Matthew got, I, I, said, I said Marner for total points, 16 goals, 59 assists for 75 points. So off a little bit, kind of close with uh, nothing really. But I said Marner was going to lead because he had led the, lead, led the team last previous three years. And I don't see that ever changing because the guy is always on the ice. You saw him this year, five on five power play, power kill. The guy's got the most opportunities to get points. Of course, he's going to lead your team in points. Yeah. Martin's the type of guy that we're going to be feeling really old as balls in 15 years when he's, you know, an old man with the Leafs and thinking about retirement and all that. Like I, I could see Marner. I mean, I know the whole contract issue aside, but him and Matthews like just just unreal and good correction on the Marner points because I was only seven points off with him let's go <laughs> yeah but you killed it with the points prediction I'm really happy overall I think I think we got a pulse on this team and I mean say what you will like yeah this isn't um you know we're not on any major broadcasts this is a small pod with a small fan base but you guys trust us because we, we know what we're talking about. We say the cup's coming home. Baby, the cup is coming home. We're the type of news source that you can rely on to take five shots and a hit and bring you <laughs> up-to-date coverage. That's who we are for you. <laughs> also, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Shave My Balls. Sorry, SmoothMyBalls.com. SmoothMyBalls.com. It's promo code NA30. Save 15%. Save your balls. <laughs> uh, with, with that being said, Ba, as Leaf fans, we like to talk about the past. But as new Leaf fans, we also like to talk about the future. Oh. Let's get into it, baby. Leafs and Habs, first round, the North. Who will be kings of the North? What do you see happening? Give me your bold predictions for the Leafs this, in this first playoff round that isn't against Boston or Washington. Thank God. How do you feel? Uh I am fired up, and I've already used this word twice, but I am nervous, buddy. I am nervous. I think on paper and on ice and from the eye test we've seen, we are the better team, and we will win this series. But if we lose the series, it's because we lose it ourselves. Like, we blow it in typical Leaf fashion. So I have the Leafs winning in six games. I've seen some guys go for sweeps and all of that different shit. Um, I've been a Leaf fan for long enough where if a sweep happens, I, I'll be freaking out. I'll be the first one screaming. But I can see Montreal pulling off two wins against us. If Price is back, uh, Gallagher's back like they're talking about, um, there it's going to be a pretty hard matchup. I mean, look at already the playoff series that I've played. Yeah. Well, playoff hockey is always – they always say it's different hockey, but the fundamentals don't, don't change. You need to stop goals from going in, and you need to put your own goals in. The Leafs, right now, I believe the Leafs' secondary scoring is on. 
You saw oh, yeah. with Engvall, Brooks, you know, like these guys are, Spezza, like these guys are getting goals. Uh, Kerfoot as well, too. Kerfoot had a beautiful chance that just missed the net the last game against the Jets. Um, but the secondary scoring is heating up. The primary scoring has been hot all season. Yes, the power play. We haven't talked about the power play at all this year, uh, this episode. But the power play has been horrible. But who knows what's going to change? You know, like I, I really believe that the Leafs are cooking up something different for the playoffs. You know, this isn't the time of Babcock where it's like, try it until it works. And then when it works, you'll be happy. But that never happens. So I think the Leafs are trying something different. I think you're going to see a different different power play when the playoffs start and that's what i hope at least um i have the leaps in five i mean we're in the not after 30 best in the nation hockey pool and i got the almost everybody except for one person took the least to, to take this round and that's tim carr who we just released a podcast tim carr is a diehard anti-leaf fan so he's a habs fan by default because he was a Sens fan and then before that was a leaf fan um Poor Tim. But he, yeah, you know, he seems to think that, I mean, it's not a bad bet, to be honest, because if there, there will be an upset and who that upset will be, I hope it's not the Leafs because, because the Leafs have been <laughs> working all season and own this team all season. I really believe the Leafs will handle Montreal quickly. I think Price, yes, still a great goaltender, but not the goaltender before. You saw him steal one series last year. Uh, against Pittsburgh. I mean, you got Crosby, Malk in that lineup. This isn't that team. You know, this isn't that Pittsburgh team that runs and then gets cool and then runs again. This is a much different team with a much different setup, with a much different gameplay. Carey Price better hope all those concussion issues are at bay because his head's going to be spinning the way that the, the Toronto puck movement works. And I think the Leafs handle Montreal and they laugh them off in five games. Uh, wow. I almost went five, but I just, uh, it was almost too optimistic for me. We need Matthews. We need, we need Marner. We need all those guys gunning in this series. We need Campbell on form. Shout out when you said upset, by the way, quickly about Mama Walks. She actually chose Minnesota to win their series. Before oh. the game, before the game, because she took Cam Talbot in our like family uh, fantasy pool. Yo, why so, is it Mama Walks in our in our NA thirty best in the nation? If yeah, she wins a title. They, okay, we we are so amped up, and I know <laughs> I don't want to take it away from this, but we are so amped up about this playoff pool because there's four hundred and forty bucks on the line. There's a championship title, your name oh, added oh, to the oh. lineage. But this year, brand new to the podcast is we're reaching out to Cameo or, or Memento or whatever these, and we're getting a hockey personality of the winner's choice to either shit on last place, crown them the champion, whatever the winner wants, the winner gets. And I'm super amped up for that because I might go Don Cherry. And I, I want Don Cherry to be like, Anthony Jefe is the best hockey personality in the world. And on top of that, you people who didn't believe in him, can go buy a fucking poppy. Oh, oh, I almost want to get like a wrestling guy or something to just yell at you. Rick Flair that just yeah. freaks out the whole time. That's what I want. Yell at how bad everybody is. <laughs> you know, if anyone's going to cut the best promo, it will be a wrestling personality. So you're onto something there. I already have um, an idea for my winning video with uh, East, him and I. Oh, oh is he yeah. going to rap in it? No, no, no. We're going to do a little like a WWE promotion, I think. <laughs> I like it. Well, Dave, who is a defending champ, he's got something to say. He wants to do kind of like a, the Masters Green Jacket ceremony where, the, where he awards it to the next winner, which I love that idea. I'll stand behind the camera and just shoot everything with a mask on. But um, he has an idea, too. So whoever is listening to this, whoever might win the, po- the, the podcast, the championship belt, the cash, everything – Dave is looking for you, so just beware. Dave, fellow Leaf fan, shout out. Great ideas. Yes. Yes. All, all, <laughs> good, all, all good ideas. Um, Bob, good taste. Do you, do you honestly have the Leafs in the Stanley Cup Finals? Man, I wanted to just say fuck it, put money on the line for our pool, and I was going to choose them, but, but no, I don't. So I do have them making the semifinals. And then what, out to Tampa or? Tampa. Yeah, so anyways, like I was saying, you know, for my final four, I had 
Pittsburgh, Toronto, uh, Colorado, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay beats Toronto six or seven, and I have Colorado, Tampa Bay in the cup and Colorado winning it. I want Caudry to win the cup. I like McKinnon. I don't mind Colorado because they've already won cups before. I don't ever want to see a, cup, a team that hasn't won the cup win before Toronto or teams like Detroit, Montreal, or any Canadian team, I guess. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I kind of go back and forth in my head. Is it going to be Vegas because they have the goaltending? I don't think the Canes have goaltending. I don't think they have reliable playoff goaltending. Um, I, you know, and to be honest, the Canes have really surprised me. They, they, even though they've kind of been doing well all season, I don't know if they have it enough for the play, a playoff run. I, I don't know if they're deep enough for a playoff run. So the Canes don't really, I don't really look at the Canes as a threat. I see Vegas and Colorado kind of battling it out. Vegas has a goaltending. Colorado may have the goaltending. They definitely got the scoring. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I, I think I have Vegas, Toronto in the finals. I think Toronto can beat anybody in the East, including Tampa, because Tampa has that one big thing that always hangs over their head, and it's injuries. Stamkos plays one game, then he has like the, the craziest like injury you could ever imagine. Oh, he's got a blood clot in his leg, and then he's got a broken bone, and then he's got like his, his dick touches the butthole, so he can't run very well. Like, it's just weird, you know. Like he always has like, a weird ass injury. So, like, his dick touches his butthole, so he gets turned on and he can't skate properly. I don't know. So, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that Tampa also, two years ago, should have won. They lost, yeah. lost. They won last year in that weird COVID cup. So they kind of busted this nut. And they really didn't lose much of a team. But I don't know if they still got the legs to kind of make that work. So, um, I, 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 I got Toronto going, man. I, I, I can't see. I, there's not a predicament that I'm scared of another team, at least out of the East. And even though the East, whoever comes kind of out of the East is playing like that weird possible West team. So they have to kind of, anyways, whatever it is what it is. I put some questions yeah. out to the nine nine nation. And it's just two questions, kind of simple. And, you know, I, di- I didn't want it to be like one of those weird things where it was like, how much do you love the Leafs more than the, the Montreal Canadians? It was kind of just very like, if, if they've earned your respect, let's hear it. And it goes like this. Did the Leafs surprise you this season? Yes or no? 75% of people were surprised. Not you, not me. I wasn't surprised because I knew how good this team was. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, so I want to be so mad at those people, but it's almost... One, two, three, four. You're saying about the people who were surprised. Yeah, so uh, new video angle, what's up? Lost power in the whole house. So that's why we've been having issues. So what's up? Um, yeah, what were we? It, oh, it was the... I wanted 75% of people. Right, right, right. I wanted, I wanted to be upset at the people for uh, saying that, but it's such a general question. Are they surprised that we stayed first the entire season? Are you just surprised that we were in first? So if you were surprised that we were in first, then you're a clown. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Next question was, did the Leafs surprise you with, oh, sorry, that's the same question. Would you consider the regular season a success for the Leafs? Absolutely. I said at episode one, however, it's not really a success for me because we have to win one playoff series. That's what counts as a success to me. But let's, uh, what was the percentage? 100% of people said it was it was a success for the Leafs this season. And you know what? I, I would agree with that, too. And I agree with you. Yes, 100%. The Leafs need to win at least one round. To be honest, the Leafs have to get it, go to at least the semifinals slash conference finals, whatever you want to call it, and win for me to at least feel good about this season. If the Leafs win one round against Montreal, I'll feel okay. If the Leafs win the next round against probably Edmonton, but maybe Winnipeg, I'll feel better. But I won't feel good until they get to the semis and win and go to the cup finals and win. Because if it's going to happen, it's going to happen this fucking year. Yeah, I, I have that feeling too. And I usually don't want to feel like that and feel too optimistic because I feel like I'm going to get screwed over. But I definitely feel like this is a year. I know we're a young team, but the veteran contracts we have, the guys we brought in through trades, I mean, we are making a real push for it. So um, I actually am going to be really happy if we beat 
Montreal and Edmonton or Winnipeg. If we make it to the final four, I'm fired up. Everything's gravy. Obviously, I want the cup, but I would say that's a real win. Yeah, man. I, I'm looking forward to it. Playoffs start in a couple of days. The goal is to release this well before that happens so people can digest it and reach out. And if you got something to say about the NA30 podcast, about Leaf Edition, about Hockey Town, bring it, baby. Because if you don't think the Leafs are making money, they're fucking making hand over fist, double fisting. Let's go. All the shots have kicked in. I feel crazy, Elsa. I am a loco. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Time Let's to go. bring Lord Stanley's Dominion Cup. Bring it home to Toronto. Let's go. I'm tired of looking at that one in the Hockey Hall of Fame. I want the real deal, Holyfield. Let's make this happen. Let's go. We are going to go absolutely nuts if we win it, El Jefe. I cannot wait, buddy. We are going to the parade. Dude, I, I want a five-day bender, okay? I don't give a shit. Let's go. I, don't, I got responsibilities. It ain't happening. I'm taking vacation days. Let's go, baby. Oh, I pulled every job since I was a kid with the paper route at 12 years old that I'm going to the parade. It's your yeah. call if I'm still employed. Yeah. I'm in. But I don't want to eat up all your data. This has been awesome. I can't believe we made it this season. We got this much optimistic. Optimistic? Optimism. Optimism. Another great word. You know what I also realized in that first step is that I was like, I didn't know. Not that I didn't know. I, didn't, I couldn't register the fact that people from Denmark were called Danes. What did you think they were? Denmarkians? <laughs> I think so. I don't know. I, <laughs> listen, I can't be held responsible for what comes out of my mouth. I don't know what I'm saying half the time. I do know this, though. Go Leafs, go. We got this Montreal five games. Let's go, baby. Go Leafs, go. Matthews, he's going to be a playoff beauty come this year. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Beat the chest. Beat the drum. Beat your meat. I don't care whatever you got to do. Let's make this happen. Go Leafs, go. Ball, hit him with it. Woo, go Leafs, go. Fuck me, right? <laughs>